episode number 228, Camaro 6, No Regrets. Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezzo. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of the Camaro Show. I'm Chris. I'm Jason. What's up, dude? What's Just going enjoying on? what's the left of the summer, although it feels like it's going to be summer for a long time. I hope so. Nice and toasty out so. there. Yeah. Yeah. Working that's on my beautiful. car, playing with my Corvette. That's cool. Yeah, it's yeah. been pretty beautiful here, too, man. The, the humidity is really cut out, and uh, mid-80s every day, sunshine hasn't rained. I mean... I was I just got back from a little mini vacation with Vito to a water park in Ohio, but it rained a little bit there. But here it, it it's been great. It's just been beautiful that, weather. That was all indoor, right? Yeah, it's an indoor water, but yeah. there is some attractions outside. But we pretty much stay inside because all the big tubes and wave pool and lazy Habit river trail. and yeah, all that's inside and it's fun as hell. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool. Hope everybody else that's listening to this episode and listens to our show is having good times and good weather where they're at. And if they're not, then make some good times and uh, and move somewhere else. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the advice from Dr. Debler here. Yeah. So we've got a pretty cool show this week. We're going to talk about uh, the Camaro 6 design having no regrets. regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, let's see here. How good is a stock, uh, Camaro ZL11 LE on the track? Uh, better than I thought it would be by comparison. And we're going to talk about some competition, got an email and we're going to talk about maybe if we got the time, what it costs a drag racer to drop the F bomb on live television. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, so, oh man, let's get into this. Uh, Camaro six, no regrets. No regrets. So our good buddy Manny, who's now with Muscle Cars and Trucks, um, had a sit down this week with uh, Tom Peters. We all know Tom Peters, yeah, exterior designer, Camaro fifth gen Camaro, uh, sixth gen Camaro, the Corvette, the, the mm-hmm. C8. The, in fact, the C8. I saw him yeah. on the broadcast when when yep. they unveiled the C8. We all know Tom. Um, he had a sit down with him and, um, he, he did an article about six gen Camaro exterior. What would you change? Basically in a nutshell, nothing, 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 not even one letter. (laughs) (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) No regrets. Uh, let me let me read a little bit from the article. Yeah. Sixth generation Camaro stands on its own two feet as the best handling muscle car pony car that has been uh, far has so so far been sold, from the base turbo model all the way up to the Z01 LE. The the vehicle family has stacked lineup of athletes and everybody paying attention seems to recognize this. However, where the dynamics of the American icon are unanimously agreed upon, a point of controversy nevertheless remains: strong enthusiasts, the design, and now. Let me let me just veer off here for a second. We've talked about this many times in the past, and it's not that the design is bad. I think I think it was that the design from the fifth gen to the sixth gen mm-hmm. uh, we've heard we've heard is too similar. That's that's what we've heard. Uh, some vocalizer adoration for the styling direction of the sixth generation uh, Chevrolet Pony car, 
even the controversial 2019 model year refresh, which has been adjusted for the 2020 model year. Others have criticized the car as being too similar to the 5th gen model or even unattractive. So we asked the person tasked with overseeing its shape to see if he had any regrets. (laughs) Simply put, nope, said Tom Peters, 6th generation Camaro exterior designer, when asked if there was anything he would change regarding the car styling hindsight 2020. Peters retired from General Motors earlier this year and also oversaw styling direction for the 5th generation Camaro as well as the 6th, C7, and C8 Corvette. We had the same team working on the Camaro and the C7. We wanted to add more sculpture, more flavor, and more unique shape to the 6th gen. In comparison to the more literal throwback design language of the 5th gen from 2010 to 2015, much in the same way that C8 avoided literal design cues from previous model cores, previous cores, like such as the split rear window. Which it almost had. Peters also mentioned that there was a lot of excitement to design the pony car on a nimble alpha platform, an architecture that continues to dominate and ride and handle in comparison tests. As MCNT first reported, the Chevrolet Camaro is not transitioning onto the updated A2 architecture that underpins <sighs> the upcoming Cadillac CT4 and CT5, which will also be built alongside the Camaro at the Lansing Grand River Assembly Plant launching this year. Despite this, the life cycle for the 6th Gen Camaro is charted until 2023. So let's talk about this. Yeah. Um, we know Tom. Tom's a great guy. Um, basically, you know, him and his team put forth what they what, what they have with the, with the current architecture and that design. And he's sticking to it. He loves it. I mean, I love it too. I bought the dang car. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people criticized that they didn't change enough from the fifth gen to the sixth gen. Mm-hmm. And then of yeah. course they say it's a complete abomination for 2019, which they once again went back to 2020, put the bow tie back up, moved, moved some stuff. Um, if, if, if I was head of design for that too, I, I would definitely, I wouldn't say yeah, I had any regrets either. Yeah. Tom's a, Tom's a straight shooter. Yeah. Remember we sat next to him when they officially announced that the fifth gen Camaro was coming. Yeah, yeah. Over and there he was in just Warren. just hanging out with us. Um, he's it was super Tom, approachable. It was Sang Sang Yup Lee who who was mm-hmm. also uh, who didn't, um, I got that picture hanging up in my office right here. I still have mine hanging up too. Yeah. Um, so, man, that's cool to hear though. It's, it, you know, a lot of times they'll say something like, "Well, you know, in hindsight, now that we know what we know, I think we might have." No, nope. he's like, "Nope." We did what we did, and, and I'm sticking to it. That's honorable. Yep, it is. Good it was funny when, when I shared. I, I shared this article to a couple different um, Camaro forums on on Facebook, uh-huh. and 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 I can tell people just read the headline, right? Because some guy responded with, "That dude should be fired for what he did to 2019." I wanted to reply, <laughs> uh, "Bro, uh, he retired." <laughs> bruh, bruh, <laughs> bruh. The 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 dude. He he's he's already retired. So you know, people people like to just read, you know, just headlines, too, instead of actually getting to the meat of the article. Bruh. Exactly. <laughs> uh, good for you, Tom. Stick to your guns, brother. Yeah, happy retirement. Yeah, that's right. Too cool. Um, let's talk about the the power. The, the power. Pure power. Of, 
the Camaro ZL1 1LE. Uh, gosh, we saw, I saw a video earlier uh, taken on the half mile, and that was impressive. That's also muscle cars and trucks. Um, but then this one, it's it's taken on race cars, like full on race cars. This is this is a uh, this is this is neat. <laughs> I can't I can't help but watch this a few times. It is. It's um, gosh, it was it, it was a on the, on the road course. It was a Mercedes Benz uh, GT4 IMSA race car, <laughs> and it was holding its own. That's, I mean, dude. <laughs> That is so cool. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> Everybody forgets about driving ability when it comes right, to right, right, bench right, racing. Right. So you get, you, you've got the right person in, behind the wheel, first of all. But still, I'm sure it's not an amateur driving that Mercedes-Benz GT4 car. Well, if you see the little thing on the video, it says, I was told he was the driver who won the Mazda MX-5 Cup. Good driver. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, he's doing something right. That's just too cool, man. It's scary at the same time. Meanwhile, I wonder if the driver of the Mercedes is going, what the heck is going on behind me? <laughs> He's right on me. Yeah. I mean, people who race, they got to know that these ZL11 LEs, you know, they have to know about them, you know? Mm-hmm. You see, oh, it's just another Camaro. It's, yeah, it's a Camaro. Guess what, bitch? <laughs> on your ass. I mean, I'm sure that. You couldn't do endurance racing. Well, maybe you could. I don't, I don't know. And, and part of the article says, while the Camaro Z01 1LE has a massive power advantage over the GT4, as it makes 650 horsepower and 650 uh, pound-feet of torque, it's substantially heavier. The particular 1LE also has the six-speed manual transmission equipped, which is slower to shift than the Mercedes' six-speed sequential box, as well as the optional 10-speed automatic Chevrolet offers from the factory. Despite the two cars being dramatically different in their approach, the resulting track session is definitely worth a watch. So I'm going to link this up in the show notes and take a take a look. I would love to play with PDR, man. God, that would be cool. Yeah. You, do you have that capability on your on your vet? Uh, well, I got a Kenwood uh, head unit on it. Yeah. Um, do you have cameras? Do you have cameras? I don't know if I could with the head unit. I've never tried it. I just think it's funny to turn on the the front camera while I'm driving. Yeah. Because it was it was honestly for the most part for parking, sure. Because <laughs> I've you know I have bad depth perception. I'll say that, and and a C six Corvette <laughs> doesn't help. Yeah, yeah. So, oh man, Bruh. stiff competition for the GT four. You want to talk about some other competition? Let's talk about the Camaros competition. Yeah, twenty twenty Ford Mustang GT five hundred can go. <laughs> Zero to a hundred to zero in ten point six seconds. Okay, that's that. That was a, a test originally started by I think it was Carol Shelby, for his uh, you know Shelby AC Cobras that he built. Oh, okay, and at first I I read this article wrong because I, I was reading it. They said it can go to zero to zero with a stop at a hundred in between. I'm like that's just a stupid way to write the t- the title, <laughs> but. According to a recent test by Motor Trend, the 10.6 second beats all the times of the uh, all the Mustang's current muscle car rivals, with the Camaro ZL1 requiring 11.1 seconds, which we don't know if that's the 1LE ZL1. I don't know if it makes a difference. And the heavy, flat big Dodge Challenger Hellcat Red Eye at 11.8 seconds. But then it says that the Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 does it in 10.4, two tenths of a second faster. And I'm like. 
and that's in standard form in 9.7 seconds with his optional rear downforce wing. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> but it says, however, the magazine figures typically come from adding separate 0 to 100 runs and then 100 to 0 braking tests rather than a single start or start and then straight to stop. Oh, so that's two so separate that, tests and they combine them together. Yeah, which I didn't when – when I've heard the 0 to 100 to 0 you know, claims, I didn't know that that was always two separate tests. I thought it was just exactly the way they did that with the 2020 Mustang GT500. Interesting. 0 to 100 to 0 in one shot. Right. And that is very, very impressive. It's also going to be really, really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you're not, you're not a Mustang fan, mm. and I don't – Mind them. I think they're all right. I saw one of those new uh, GT500s on the road uh, driving back from Kalahari. Oh, did you? Yep. Driving right down uh, I-75 right there um, where they're, uh, where the plant is. I'm plated uh, GT500. Really? Yep. Whew. It was black. It was black on black on black on black. It's the blackest thing to come to Blackville since whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I gotta stop watching Quentin Tarantino movies. Yeah, um, that, that it's impressive either yeah. way. So, good job, Ford. I guess we're gonna have to <clears throat> one up that too. Yeah. We'll uh, what we got? What's our story for voicemails, buddy? We have no voicemails this week. Why do we not have any voicemails, buddy? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. I checked it, mm. and it was it was bare. The voicemails were bare. Not even Postal Dave. Well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, cool. Well, we got to get some voicemails in. We love them. You need to leave some. Chris, tell them how. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. We do have now. somewhat of a, a message, though. It didn't come through email, did it? Uh, it did come through email, actually. Oh. It was... Uh, Filled out on the on the forum at CamaroShow.com. This comes from somebody we know, Harv Caruza from Frankfurt, Illinois. He listens to the show on iTunes. And he says, so, GM, that's how I read it in my brain. Wow. So GM spent almost a half a billion, $439 million, to retool the Corvette plant. Can only imagine what R&D costs would be on top of that. Not complaining. Just thinking that maybe that's why there's no more Camaro. In other news, drag racing legend John Force got his 150th win driving a specially modified Camaro. This Camaro was designed by GM engineers in GM's wind tunnel to withstand 330 mile per hour speeds. Okay, Harv. Uh, interesting. Yeah, they spent a half billion to retool the Corvette plant. Uh, R&D costs. I don't know if they rolled the R&D cost into that financial number. I, yeah. I, I, didn't I have no idea how that works. No, neither. But... Yeah, but just thinking that's why there's no more Camaro. Well, that's not not been confirmed. There's no more Camaro. The no. signs aren't great. Um, but no, they they would not take away funds from something that was doing well according to the books and shuffle them to something that was also doing well. Yeah, it has to be not doing well for them to say, guess what? We're gonna reallocate these the remaining funds. Right. So, um. It's easy to think that, but boy, I, 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 I know from, from viewing from a distance, experience viewing from a distance, that it's a lot more complicated than just, eh, let's just get rid of that. Yeah. You know? I mean, aren't they still trying to... Was, there was a big fat lawsuit about uh, the fourth-gen Camaro leaving Oshawa, and I wonder fourth if it's still gen? going on. The fourth-gen? 
was it fourth? Was it fourth? Or maybe it was the fifth gen. Maybe I'm getting my lawsuits mixed up with each other. Oh, I so. bet I don't know. <clears throat> well, my point is, is it has to be very carefully done. Yeah. They do it for all the right reasons. It, so it, it many... takes more than one board meeting to make right. that Right. There's so many things that have to go on, that have to get lined up. I mean, from the unions to the suppliers to, you know, you got to have all your ducks in a row. You can't just go in and, and say, done. Um, otherwise, you know. People pick it, and you know. You, well, you saw what happened here mm-hmm. last November. <laughs> yeah, yes, we did. So the other part uh, in other Camaro news: uh, drag racing legend John Forrest, hundred and fiftieth win. Wow. Yeah, good for John Forrest. He's seventy years old. I understand that he started his racing started declining his racing ability, and just everything started declining a few years ago because he got injured at SEMA by some gorilla wasn't watching where he was going and just, just clotheslined him. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, 70 years old, still winning. 150th win, and if you search around, especially if you go to the article on Dragzine, um, celebrates in the most epic fashion by dropping the F-bomb three <laughs> times on live television. Um, according to the FCC, that's uh, $47,340 per violation. So I don't know if the three times was considered one or if it was considered three separate times. If it was three separate times, $142,050 is what it would cost him. And uh, that's, probably, that's assu- the assumption is that's about what he made for winning that race. Wow. Um, <clears throat> he's 70 I, years old. He's 70 years old, and he's still still badass. He is. Um, Especially modified, made that win in a specially modified Camaro. Um, I I humbly disagree with that. The only thing that's actually Camaro about it is the sticker on the windshield that says Camaro and the stickers that make it look like Camaro headlights and such. Yeah. Um, and the Camaro was designed by GM engineers and GM's wind tunnel to withstand 300. John Force Racing has their own build shop. Um, I don't think GM engineers spend too much time on drag racing because they made there's they a made, lot more they, money. They made you might have rented it or something yeah, yeah. wind tunnel but yeah. <clears throat> but i don't to... think gm engineers really have a whole lot to do with uh building funny cars i may be wrong but i've never heard that they were yeah. either way good for john force good for john force racing and good for re- the representation of the camaro yeah wow that's how i'm gonna say it harv always good to hear from you thanks for emailing in i used to watch his uh, reality show back in the day on a and e him and his daughters racing Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I can't remember the name of it. Was it called Forrest? Let me see. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. When was that? Because I don't think he was with Chevrolet then. I think he was with Ford, right? Yeah, he was with... He used to... Excuse me. He used to drive uh, with sponsorship under Pontiac for a while. And then he switched to Ford uh, for a long time. And I remember being being a fan of John Forrest, and I met him once or twice, you know, just to say, hey, how do you do... Um, you know, I was always a fan of him because I know that for a long time he struggled. A long time. Did he? Yeah, uh, he was a he was a he was a truck driver, and he drag raced on the side when he could, and he suffered a lot of wrecks, a lot of setbacks, and now you know he's winning his funny car driver in history. Um, and when he switched to Ford, he was making a big deal about it in typical John Force fashion. He's very uh, animated. And uh, and then I think he said something like, "Yeah, they don't they, they don't even have a Camaro anymore," or something like that. I'm like, "Oh God!" But now he's back with a Camaro themed funny car. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta be careful about. Says <clears throat> he's been active since 1978. He's won yep. 16 championships. His car number's nine. Uh, his best ET is uh, 3.832, 
and that was on March 17th of 2017 in Gainesville, Florida. His best speed was 337.16 miles per hour, and that was set on uh, July 29th, 2017 at Sonoma, California. Hmm. Man. What's John Forrest worth? $12 million. Wow. You would think for somebody who's done that for that long, it would be worth more money than that. He's got a whole family of racers now, too. A lot of his, his daughters, his, his son-in-laws, you know, because I think he's got all... Oh, yeah, right here. Related to uh, Ashley Force Hood, his daughter, Brittany Force, Courtney Force, Robert Height, who's his son-in-law, Graham mm-hmm. Rahal, his son-in-law, and Autumn Height, his granddaughter. <laughs> well, he's seven <clears throat> years old for crying out loud. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I think I figure, you know, across the board, their entire family's got to be worth about $50 million, you know, the, the whole team. Yeah. Um, Ashley Force, $3 million. So I, I, I thought that drag racers made a lot more money than that. Um, they just don't. And yeah. I think it's just because sponsorship dollars are tight. The motorsports, you know, world. Tell you what, you want to make some money, drive F1. They make more than baseball players. Do they really? Oh, they make stupid money. And you know who told me that's David Hamburger. Really? Yeah, world champion Lewis Hamilton, net worth two hundred and eighty million. Hmm. Wow, I had no idea. D- David Hamburger, being a uh, a big fan of F one racing, you know, from SVE. Sure. He told me he told me this was probably fifteen twenty years ago. Wow. But yeah, I mean that that's where the money is. Is F one crazy? But you know, I guess John Force can afford the hundred and fifty thousand dollars. I hope it was worth it to him. I would rather that he just send me the money. <laughs> Yeah, here's his reality <laughs> show, A&E's reality show, Driving Force. That's what it was, yeah. With wife Lori and three daughters, uh, Ashley, Courtney, and Brittany. Driving for that was uh, premiered in 2006. Wow. Can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, boy. You know, I keep saying I want to go to an NHRA race because it's been way too long since I have, and I just, I keep... Do you have life any get, NHRA in the way. facilities in Nashville? No, no. There's there's a half mile track, half mile, quarter, uh, eighth <laughs> mile track, eighth mile track, like eight miles from my house, and I've been there a couple times. One for a, the Music City Camaro Club meet, which is kind of cool. Okay, Let's shout out to those guys. I haven't heard from them in a while. Um, and then there's Bowling Green, you know, which is 40 minutes north of me, which is a heck of a lot better drive than from my house to Milan, or God forbid, Stanton. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Or Ubley. I've never been to Lapeer. I've heard about I it. I never have either. I've heard, yeah, I've heard about it. I heard that they completely redid it. Like well, it's well, like a good, legitimate drag strip. Because now. I heard it was a just a crap hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was never there, but I guess they completely redid it. And everybody's like, oh, it hooks, it hooks, it hooks. I'm like, yeah. It's also like drag racing down somebody's dirt road driveway. Remember Detroit Dragway? I was just going to mention that, too. That <laughs> place was just a hole. It'd be like, wow. But it hooked too. It was, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then there's uh, the, the what was the one there, that the drag strip that you and I visited one day that was in um, Port Huron? Oh, oh. <laughs> the the remains of it? Oh, yeah. That was in St. Clair. Yeah. What was it? It was called, it was called uh, the Motor City Dragway. We snuck in there. Oh, my God. It wasn't much sneaking. We just kind of walked through the we're weeds. Kind of like, yeah, we walked through you know weeds that were like twelve feet high. Found in the old. Uh, did we even see any part of the track? We saw that there was towers and and stands and stuff like that. But 
there was um like you know you could see like bits and pieces of of the track from um <clears throat> excuse me from uh the through the weeds like you had to I was like, "Hey, oh look, I'm standing on the track." It yeah. wasn't extremely obvious. There's a couple of old buildings and and uh, you know, gosh, you know, it's see what was it? Um, actually, I just I just doing Google Google searches while we're talking. You can probably tell. Compl- there's dragstriplist.com. If you go to Michigan, Capital City Airport drag strip, 1952 Livonia drag strip, Partington drag strip, Sterling Heights, 1953. Oh my God. Central Michigan Dragway, Mid Michigan Motorplex, that one's still around. Kellogg Airfield, Reynolds Field, Frandor Shopping Center in Lansing. I saw Close Encounters of the Third Kind at the Frandor Movie Theater. No kidding. Uh, let's see. Yeah, New Baltimore. That's a, the the Motor City Dragway. Yep, 1957. Tecumseh, Detroit Dragway, 1959. Muskegon. Then there's Onondaga, US 131 in Martin, Milan, Ubley, uh, Rako Dragway, <laughs> Tri City Dragway. Then there's Lapeer in Manistee County, Northern Michigan, and then Nick's and Nick's US 41 in Ishpeming, Ishpeming Michigan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's in the UP. That's pretty cool. It's ah, sorry, going down memory lane, but just, drag racing was a lot bigger than it was. I mean, I'm looking at probably what 25, 30 drag strips, but there's only one, two, three, four, five, six left in Michigan. That's because everything's been, you know. <clears throat> It's been built up, you know, and the drag yeah. race, you know, all the drag race strips were in, were in like rural areas. Now all those places have houses in them. Yep. Everybody moved there. I wonder what uh, Tennessee had since we're here, since we're talking about it. Let's see what we had. Tennessee. Come on. Load, load website. Load. There's a ton. There's probably close to 40 of them. And there's still a bunch. Oh, Memphis. Where we go to Memphis every year. There's 13 of them still. And one is Music City Raceway right here in Goodlettsville. Cool. You guys got any drag race memories, drag strip memories, or or ever 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 sneak into an abandoned drag strip or anything like that? Give us a call. Let's talk about that a little yeah. bit. It's fun to talk about that yeah. sort of thing. Or uh, you know, or, or just your best drag strip memory. Hopefully, it's not one of you like you know eating it at the end of the track. <laughs> so, Chris, hey, what's your best drag strip memory? My best drag strip memory is is probably going to Memphis. Because that was like, I mean, even though I'd gone to Milan before, Memphis yeah. was like the, like, it was like big oh. time, you know? When we drove yeah. down there for, with part of the fbody.org uh, group and we did the racing there, that was... That was the first time you were at a real yes. racetrack, yes. right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Aside from Milan and, and uh, Detroit Dragway, <clears throat> yeah, that was. Yep. Gosh, there's a lot. There was a lot in California. It looks like 60 or 70 of them. Oh, yeah. Let me see how huge California is. Yep. Some of them still still in there. Um, God, I was going to say one more thing before we bailed here. This is a neat website, dragstriplist.com. Cool. It's, got, it's just a cool basic website. It's just got, oh, there's a bunch of pictures of classics in the 50s and everything. I think my best drag strip memory, as I was going to say, is um, when my dad first took me to the drag strip. Uh the Martin Dragway, US 131, uh, in uh, in Michigan there, and uh, I met Don Garlitz. I remember meeting him when I was just a kid. I was four or five years old tops, and I remember meeting Don Garlitz because I already knew him by Big Daddy. Okay, you know that's what they called him. So it was pretty cool. I think that was it. Good the memories. first first time. Wow. Hmm. Well, you All know, right. you know what we got going on here next weekend? We got the Woodward Dream Cruise happening next weekend. Oh boy! August seventeenth, biggest cruise in the world, biggest 
collection of cars that come from all over the the the, the continent of Earth. I mean, I mean the planet mm-hmm. Earth. Like I, I remember meeting people from Australia and Sweden who uh, brought their cars over here just so they could cruise on the legendary Woodward Avenue. Isn't that nuts? And I know, and it's funny, and 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 I will admit that I take it for granted because it's in my own backyard. Yeah. But people, yeah. car people, I've met before from, you know, as far away as you know, Florida, Texas, um, California. They're like, oh my god, that is like on my like bucket list of my life to mm-hmm. be able to bring my car to Michigan and cruise in the Woodward Dream Cruise. It's crazy. It's, I mean, yes, it's gotten big and, and commercialized and stuff like that, but it is. It is a collection of things you want to see and things you don't want to see driving down the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some weird things that you never thought you'd see. Four by four DeLoreans. You, uh, four by four, four what? DeLoreans. Or oh, four by four bathtubs. <laughs> yeah. Then there's this car that looked like a giant Newport that was. Had circuit boards glued to the entire car, the hood. Oh, that's right. The, the every panel on the car looked like it had a circuit board glued to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you'll yep. see like rare, super rare, you know, Copo Camaros. Mm-hmm. Just uh, driving down. So at least they get some get some light of day. Supercars, um, you know. Yeah. Gosh, you know what? I was thinking about that. People bringing their cars over because I know that in some countries. It's like probably a hundred miles before somebody else has a car that's in your circle, or a hundred kilometers, or whatever the clicks yeah. or whatever they measure. Yeah, you know we're we're really fortunate. You know we can go anywhere and see a Corvette or a Camaro or a Mustang or something, right. not too far away. More more so in Detroit than here in Tennessee. But either way, you know the, this the, like there's no drag strips. Some people just can't race their cars or cruise their cars because there's nowhere to do it. Right. Uh, so yeah, it was um. Yeah, it's it's cool to see some of that stuff. Um, God, I kind of wish I was up be, there to see it. This is going to be the 25th anniversary of the Dream Cruise, dude. Remember me and you just sitting on the side of the road uh, <laughs> w- with your Jeep hatch popped or whatever, and just sitting there and uh, or meeting you up at the um, the IHOP with your 96 SS and trying to figure out how to get you to park when when you were in traffic there. You were with your buddy Jimmy who had a Corvette. Jimmy Del Duca, <laughs> yeah. I mentioned Jimmy in previous podcasts. He's the one that had that Doug Rippey ZR1. Doug Rippey, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Doug Rippey still is in, doing great business. In fact, he's widely regarded. He makes the best revalved C6 Corvette shocks. No kidding. DR, he, he takes Bilsteins and he modifies them to his wow. specs, and they're supposed to be phenomenal. Uh, people swear by him. Yeah, he's still still doing great business. But Jimmy, last time I heard, he's, he had a C6 ZR1. I'm kind of surprised that he doesn't have a C7 ZR1. If he does, I don't know about it because I only talked to him on Facebook, and I haven't talked to him in two years on Facebook. Wow. Um, I'm, but I'm quite sure he he'll get a C8. He's he's he was the first Corvette dude I ever really knew. That was cool. Yep. So if you guys are going to be in the Detroit area next weekend, well, you know where everybody's going to be. They're going to be on Woodward, cruising from eight mile down to twenty mile, and and don't avoid that area if you don't like cars. yeah cool cool um sponsored now by ford since yeah chevrolet said we don't need you chevrolet gave that up so ford is now the official sponsor of the woodward dream cruise for the the uh, the 25th anniversary wow it's crazy can't believe it's been 25 years i know 
Then again, I can't believe it's been 20 years since I've been on my first date with my wife. Freaking old. We're old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's too funny. It's been around forever. Yeah, I guess I'm going to go get some breakfast. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to go try an Impossible Whopper. Oh, yeah? Text me and let me know how it is. I will. We'll talk about it next week. I will. Until next week, guys, we'll see you then. See you. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.